Ladies, it's me, Marjan Carlos, your host and favorite auntie, and you're listening to your favorite auntie show brought to you by Cash App. We're a new kind of advice show that you actually listen to, not as authoritarian as your mother or as infantilizing as your big sis. Think of me as your virtual confidant. Today, we're talking to Real Housewife of New York, Jessel Tank, in a new studio, new setup. I don't think you realize how excited I am. As a Roni archival researcher, this is a pivotal and seminal moment in my career. We're going to be talking reality TV, her life as a fashion publicist, this season of Roni, and all the drama. So you won't want to miss it. But before all that, Auntie needs to pay a bill. So a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Cash App. With tools for saving, sending, and spending, it's the all-in-one place to level up your money and level up your life. You may know Auntie as a beauty icon today, but BBs, I used to not even invest in a skincare routine. Your girl was out here raw dog in life with her bar soap. Can you even believe? I was definitely saving coins, but I was not saving my skin. Instead, I sank all my money into my closet until I was about to be interviewed by a major magazine about my beauty regime. I panicked. I called up my girl, Julie Wilson, who is a big time beauty editor, and I told her I need products stat. She said, no worries. I got you. Come by my office and I'll hook you up. From that day on, I always budget in my skincare regime. I live for a luxurious cream or special treatment, and it's paid off in dividends. Not only am I being more intentional about how I spend my money, but also how I treat myself. If you want to level up your life, you got to level up your money. So download Cash App in the App Store or Google Play. With no hidden fees and a free-to-order debit card, it feels like a makeover for your finances. All right, so in this week's mess, I want to discuss what's going down on Real Housewives of Atlanta with Sheree Whitfield and her ex-boyfriend, Martel. It has sparked a national debate. I don't know if you're familiar, but basically, uh, during her birthday, she had her all these friends there for a dinner at Nobu in, in Atlanta. And um, her castmates from Real Housewives of Atlanta were there. And they were a little peeved that um, Martel didn't pick up the, the check for her birthday dinner and i was like that is that is something to be peeved about i think this is just me i think that your man should be picking up the check for you and your friends you should that's just a gp and especially on your birthday like on your birthday you should be taken care of you shouldn't have to worry about a bill about where the cake is coming from where the gifts are coming from you know you really shouldn't be doing anything you should be really showing up this is what I've learned in my 40 years is that when it's your birthday, you just show up. And I think it gets a little tricky um, when people are telling you what you're obligated to do on your own birthday. Like what? And when you're, par- especially for your partner, your partner should be showing up for you. So Martel was showing his ass with that. I just feel like it's a very cheap move. I feel like, you, you know, a, a generous partner is what we're looking for. And it really is, it's simple as that. And, and it's generous not only to you, but to your community and to the people that, that matter the most to you. That for me is a, even a bigger sign. And it's not about being like, I don't know, a gold digger or anything. It's just about being cherished and taken care of. And honestly, if anything less, I don't know. I'm just not with it. I, I think that that shows something about the relationship and you shouldn't be getting used to that. That's how I look at it. And they broke up. So <laughs> they probably broke up for those very reasons. So get with yourself, get yourself a generous king. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. And yeah, that's this week's mess. Mm-hmm. 
Becca DeCenter, Jessel Tank. Jessel Tank is a New York-based fashion publicist and brand consultant known for thinking outside the box and putting creative spins on otherwise traditional approaches to PR while challenging the status quo. Born to an immigrant family in London, England, Jessel was raised in a tight-knit but strict Indian household. Growing up, she aspired to chase the American dream, and she hoped to seize it in New York, where she moved after graduating from the prestigious King's College in London, where she obtained a degree in English and journalism. Jessel has gone on to shape the pathways of growth for several iconic brands in the industry, like Condé Nast International, Stella McCartney, Celine, Victoria Beckham, Michael Kors, and Westfield, where she led the strategic direction of 33 commercial retail properties and led partnerships with the likes of KKW Beauty, Kylie Cosmetics, Nordstrom, Business of Fashion, in Italy. Jessel currently runs a boutique agency called The No that specializes in consulting newly formed brands. She's also busy launching her own e-commerce platform that aims to make Southeast Asian fashion more accessible. Jessel and her husband Pavit reside in Chelsea with their twin boys Kai and Rio. What an intro! <laughs> well, it was. I mean, I, I liked your intro. We, we're giving you the flowers. Thank we're you. you we're I'll take you. all the flowers because I've been getting some toilet paper thrown my way too. How are you dealing with it? You have to have thick skin. Yeah. I mean, I think that was like people kept saying that to me, mm-hmm. and I didn't really understand the like level yeah. that I needed it until yeah. episode one aired, and it was just like, I mean, people's opinions. Right. And like watching you on TV for three minutes, it's like, they know you, they know who you are. They're so sure about you and it is black and white. You know, they hate you or they love you. And I think the thing about you, honestly, is you're so vulnerable and you're very honest. Like, I think you just are willing to give the details. So girl, like we, (laughs) we already think we know you. Hopefully. I I think it's amazing. I think it's super commendable. I think that when you, I mean, I think, first of all, one of the things that I was very, very set on when I decided to do this was that if you're doing reality TV, like do reality TV, like make it real. Like I'm not going to try and paint this picture that, you know, of someone that I'm not because those things get found out very quickly. You know, <laughs> as we know, as we know, I mean, before we jump into everything, let's just clear the air on the Dallas situation. I, I, I know it's very simple of an explanation. It is. Obviously, if you aren't privy, information came out recently that or claim that you weren't a true New Yorker. Right. And that you lived in Dallas and you moved back to New York months before to do the show. Like you were like Hillary Clinton, you know, <laughs> buying a house to run for Senate or something. Um, yeah. Just what's tea? So to clear the air, yeah. I moved to New York in 2006. Okay, 2006. 2006. Okay. Right? March 2006, to be exact. Uh, I met my husband here. I started my career here. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we lived here for almost a decade. Okay. Um, But look, I think when we got married, Mm -hmm. things changed. I mean, you you really start to consider, like, long-term, where are you, you know, investing in property? Like, where can you actually afford to live? Right. Um, And so Pavit's from um, LA. Oh, okay. we decided to move back to LA. So he can be close to his family and we can actually, like, buy a house, have space. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people do that. You know, you sort of have your like your time in New York and it's great but you know we realized that we really wanted to kind of live this life that was a little bit more comfortable right pre-COVID pre-COVID yeah 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 um so we lived in LA where she built a home in LA oh amazing the twins were born in LA wait where in LA were you living Santa Monica in Mar Vista I I love Santa Monica it's great I mean sunny and 75 honey 
It's really funny. all day. It's, it's good. Really nice. okay. um, I loved LA, and I think that you know we were really happy there, and obviously we built a life for each other that, for ourselves there. But like yeah. when you have kids. All I wanted was my mom. I, and I got to tell you, and you know, it's hard when you don't have family that live in the same place. Right. I mean, you're from I'm Dallas. I'm in Dallas. <laughs> that's so, the actual funny thing. I am actually ironic? from Dallas. And it was very, very ironic. And I think that's why people kept sending me the article. It's and so I was funny. Like, it's so crazy. Well, you know what's funny about that? It was, it was the day that Donald Trump's mugshot was released. It was like <laughs> Donald Trump's like ugly mug. And then it was like my face next to his. I was like, really? I'm making headlines right now? Because of this? It's crazy. crazy. It's wild. That, um, yeah. But, you know, long story short, we had, Puppet and I had like a lot of serious conversations okay. when we had the kids because I needed so badly to be around my family. They're in London. We were in, in LA. Okay. It's far. And here's the clincher. Puppet started a company with one of his friends that's based in Dallas. So, oh, okay. you know, he has, we have property there. Yeah. It's not a big deal. People have property all over the place. I was place. supposed to say, I was like, y'all. You know, but it's funny because if we had a fabulous home in London, yeah. You know, would people have had the same reaction? It's like, we have a home in Dallas. I don't know. It's an interesting point, right? Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. I don't know if they would have had the same reaction. Because I, I do think that being from both, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're so distinct. And they're, yeah. and they're kind and they're opposites, obviously. I mean, yeah. so did you spend time in Dallas? We did. I mean, we were setting up the company. Yeah. We spent a couple of months there. But yeah. like, honey, I'm a fashion girl. I was, say, I was like, no, no. I was like, the thing about it was... When you, when I was doing my reviews, yeah. all of my friends, stylists, publicists, whatever, were hitting me up being like, I know Jessel. I love Jessel. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked into your background. I was like, oh. And then when I realized that you knew Isolde and Savannah and all the girls, Sally Singer and Lynn Yeager <laughs> and Mickey Boardman, yeah. I was like, oh, this is, you don't have those relationships with people if you live in Dallas, no. Texas. So, <laughs> Unless you're like running Neiman Marcus or something. Exactly. You know, for and me, I wasn't. Exactly. Record. So it's like, it's it's a very different scene. You yeah. have to run in the scene. You have to be in New York to yeah. run in that scene. And let me tell you, and you know, being in fashion too, or having a background in, in, in fashion pub, um, uh, publications, like you have to earn those relationships. Yes. I mean, people yeah. don't yeah. just no. come to an event no. because it's, for the show. Like no. there is no, you have to have some clout in the city, in the fashion yeah. world. Yeah. And I freaking hustled when yes. I moved here. I mean, all my girls that, you know, I interned with, that I worked with, we all came up together. Yeah. These girls are like, Sav, like they're running the fashion world now. Yeah. And they're some of my best friends. No, and that's real New York tea right there. Yeah. Because if you aren't in it, you may not know that. Right. And I, and I think that, so when it came out that you quote unquote lived in Dallas, I was like, that there has to be some explanation yeah. to this. So you just spent time there. You it's like a landing pad when he is working on his business. He was he was starting a company with a friend and and you know, he had to physically be there for a hot yeah. minute. Yeah. Um but we had always talked about potentially moving back to New York yeah. because I think the logistically for my mom to fly six hours versus right. 12 right. was just, you know, I, I really needed help because <laughs> right, right, right. those kids are crazy. Oh, and, yeah. um, you know, I wanted to start working again. And I, I just, yeah. yeah, my mom's here right now. Like she comes for the weekend. Great. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's a godsend. Um, and they miss the kid, you know, like their grandparents now. Oh, absolutely. My so, parents live in 
Dallas. <laughs> and they don't get Wait, to see Wait, should them. we drink? Do we have, can we have alcohol every time we say the D word? I know. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I was like, I really, I mean, if it weren't four in the afternoon, I would be like, let's go. Honey, it doesn't stop you before. Like, like, let's go. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I feel you because it is a drinking game. Actually, it is actually, a little this, bit of a drinking game. This is actually game. a drinking game for listeners at home every time we see Dallas. Yes, let's, let's a, do it. Take a shot. Um, but, you know, we don't, I think as new parents, like you don't have it all figured out. Like yeah. I wish we did. Um, but Pavan and I are sort of nomadic, you know, like we love to travel. Yeah. During COVID, we spent like six months in Mexico. You so, know? You went to, so you went from LA to Mexico to Dallas. We've been all over. We've, so you're really moving from LA. I'm international, honey. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So yes, that's yes. really what it is. You're yeah. moving to, L, to from LA to New York, which yeah. by the way, is also like what everybody did in COVID. Everyone. They left. went back and forth. Yeah. it's And I think with COVID, like you don't have to be like, situated like yeah. I think the whole like remote working yeah. really became a thing and yeah. I loved it by the way like flexibility you can live anywhere and no, work absolutely. from anywhere it's amazing I listen I can get my work done from a beachfront yes I don't need a desk no like I, <laughs> no, no, no 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 I I'm a big proponent of that and I'm so Okay, so now we know that was just a landing pad. So when he's in town, he has a place to stay. Yeah. And it's also an investment property at this point. A hundred percent. I mean, Dallas, you know, a lot of people from New York, people like LA, everyone's like sort of like to moved Dallas. to Texas yeah. and even Florida because you got, you know, a huge mansion for a fraction of the price. This is very, very true. Texas real estate is... <laughs> It's crazy. It's actually <laughs> insane. Like yeah. I, it was a big adjustment for me moving to New York when I did all those years ago because it's just size wise. But right. Nonetheless, we've cleared the air. Hopefully, I hope so. If people have other questions I know. for you, then it is what it is. But the thing is, is I've like you know I think. A, the housewives typically like all this stuff, you know, like people really dig for dirt. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. wild to me. How does that make you feel? Like I mean, it's kind of like someone looking through your your garbage yeah like, right like through kind your, of your dirty laundry not dirty laundry but like it's stuff that I don't know it's invasive obviously I mean, because you're giving so much of yourself to the public right how do, how do you I think, how are you dealing with that? I think you know reality tv historically has been such that like people think that these they they have the right to do that yeah, right yeah, like yeah, yeah. yes we're we're giving so much and we're opening our doors to you know the nation and you're sort of you know you're very, you have to be transparent in everything yeah. you do, but there are some things that, yeah, I mean, all your privacy goes out the window. Let's just, it's <laughs> fucking, it's wild to me. It is, it is. Um, but look, I, I got to tell you, like, it's probably like the only thing they're going to find. <laughs> we file right, our right, taxes. Right, 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 right. You know what right, I mean? Right, like, right, right, yeah. There's really nothing else. I think you'll tell us anyway. I would. <laughs> I, had, I told you. Hello. <laughs> okay. When I, I have to ask, when you told them that you hadn't had sex for a year, did you think to yourself, these are my friends and like they're, I, this is a trusting space, safe space. Or were you just like, I'm just, I don't know. Was it like, oh shit, I just blurted that out. I think that for me, um, you know, my journey, fertility, infertility, yeah. um, the whole thing, postpartum, like it all came hand in hand. Like yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell that story without telling the aftermath. Right, Do you right, know what right, I mean? Right. So yes, I, I didn't actually... <laughs> clock that oh shit like people were gonna go around saying my vagina's on a drought like that didn't occur to me I came into that conversation like oh this is a group of girls that you know might have some cool ideas about and I actually was I'm right. ready to get back into it you know um girlfriends yeah your girlfriends so you tell people about your sex life you right. tell your girlfriends about your sex life. right yeah yeah but at the same time like I don't think 
there was anything malicious in their response. Like, I think it's very hard for someone who's never been through what I've been through to to understand. And it's, you know, it was, it was completely understandable how they reacted because they've never been in my shoes before. I just was, in your defense, I just didn't understand why it was a topic of conversation. Like, for other people. Well, let's like, face it. I have been the storyline for oh, seven oh. episodes. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> no, Evan Ross Katz just said that too. He was oh, like, he was boy. like, yo, Jessel is like, this is the star. She's a breakout star because she's getting the screen time because you're being very honest and transparent and very real. Um, and I guess that is really what it is. You're giving something to the girls to talk about. Yeah, it's a talk about, but also like, I'm not creating, I mean, this is all just real shit. Right, you right, know? right. It's yeah. like, I, 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 I came to the table be like wanting to share who I am, right. my life, like right. what I've been through, my past, present, you know, future. And I think it's, it's also like, look, this is our first foray into this world, like mm-hmm. all six of us. And so no one really knows how to approach it, even myself included. We don't know what right. to say, what not to say, what to share, what not to share. And I think that we're sort of learning along the way. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it's okay. Like, no, it's totally okay. Yeah. I, I, I think, but also it, what you're saying, which is you're being very real, is like, is stirring the pot. And it's like making, I mean, is it there yet? <laughs> is it? Is it there yet? <laughs> what do you think? What? So I, I, defended, <laughs> I defended you and I said in my, one of my reviews I saw that. was that I, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You tell me, I think that maybe you were saying that it's not popping. Like it's done at nine. I used to work over in Tribeca yeah. and you could not find an open restaurant except the Odeon yeah. past nine o'clock. It is very residential. It's, yeah, that's it's all quite it is. residential. Yeah. But you know, my, <laughs> so what funny. did you mean? <laughs> what did I mean? That the golden question. So I was walking to that coffee with Erin and obviously, you know, I knew it was going to be like a little bit of a heated event. Um, but as I was walking there, I was like, Oh, this is a new restaurant. Oh, this is a new restaurant. Like there were so many places that I hadn't seen pop up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that stuck in my head. So when I sat down, I was like, Oh, it's really cute. Like cute scene, you know, yeah. restaurants yeah. like yeah. popping up. And Obviously, up and coming wasn't the right thing to say. Obviously, neighborhood wasn't the right thing to say. I should have said, there are so many new restaurants on this specific block in Tribeca. Yes, um, yes. That's what I meant. I just yeah. meant that, you know, obviously in New York, it's one of those cities where there's always new things yeah. popping up. Absolutely. I mean, it's constantly evolving. Um, and I think Tribeca as, a, you know, as a, as a neighborhood, as a zip code, it, it does. I mean, yes, there's tons of restaurants, but like, it's always, there's something new and cool happening all the time. Um, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I only go over there for the Odeon or like, the, what is <laughs> no it? Boo? The, the, the Greenwich. No, the Greenwich Hotel. Like I'll go, I'll go there. But like, I was like, I, I feel like you don't have to be the Tribeca, like, you know, crusader. I feel like you, I just don't want you to get in that position or feel like that way at all. Because if that was your opinion, own it. Which is it. the housewife rule. Yeah. No, no. Look, I, I think that for me personally, it is a cool place yeah. where young and young and, you know, wealthy families can, yes. can have a nice life and, and have a beautiful loft. And that's great. But, um, <laughs> is it where you go to like socialize? Like, not no, really. <laughs> no, your, people are coming to your neighborhood, Chelsea, Chinatown. Uh, yeah. Soho, all those places. Yeah. They're not really. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's cleared up y'all. I feel like that's just, real- but it, it's funny how like something so 
small. Like New Yorkers are so proud yes. of their zip code. Yes. And it spurred such debate. Yeah. I mean, dress well problems. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Well, and I think, I think it's also like there's so many people who are not from New York that live yeah. in New York now. Well, like, that's, yeah. That's, that's another thing. thing. I think that's also something, yeah. like, the true New Yorkers. But it's an interesting point me. because, look, I did grow up in London. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're going to compare something like Mayfair or, you know, um, even Knightsbridge to Tribeca, right? Like, those are, that's a name. very, like, those are old neighborhoods okay. that are likened to even, like, Beverly Hills, where it's just, okay. like, this very glamorous, you know, like, rooted in uh, glamour and, okay. and, and very, like, rich sort of heritage. Um, whereas Tribeca, in comparison, is up and coming. <laughs> Jess is still on it and I really appreciate it. You're like, I'm owning it and it's still up and coming because it's not giving oh Mayfair God. or Kingsbridge. But I do have this very like international view of things. Yes, like, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I think I think when you grow up Which in Europe... Love. Right, it does bring... It, I, I do have this very like unique lens when I'm yeah. looking at things and I think that hopefully shows. Do um, you think that that is somewhat what makes the tension between you and some of the girls interesting because you guys... Like, when you call them cackling hags, for instance. It's like, if you have British friends, someone said that to you. Someone's called you a hag. Yeah. My mom point. calls me a hag right. all the time. It's like, it's not, like, that deep. No. But if, you, if you're if you not used to British humor or you don't have a British friend who's using that type of slang in your life, yeah. you're like, this is a big deal. Like, yeah. someone called me. I don't know if they thought you were calling them a bitch or something like that. Like, I, I don't know what it was. I think but- for the record, it was just Erin that got her knickers in a twist. But, um... <laughs> Um, I think I everyone else that, was I, like, it's not that big It wasn't that deep. I mean, it, Uber was laughing. Jenna, Jenna was like, guys, Jenna it's endearing. carried the bone back. She said it's endearing. By the way, Jenna's the first one that said cackling. Did you catch that? <laughs> but no because one's going to call Jenna Lyons out. No one's going to call Jenna Lyons out for that. I think, well, we could get into that too because I, I am really intrigued about your dynamic with Aaron because – Last night I was watching, which was a great episode, and I really want to get into your IVF journey and your mom because she's fantastic, and I love your relationship. But you said something that was very interesting to me. You were like, Erin makes me nervous. And I was like, what is is it about her that makes you a little nervous? So, look, I I think I'm a person that really, like – if I meet you and it's like an energy and a vibes thing and it's upbeat and like, it just puts me at ease. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like that. Yeah. I go in and it's like, you get all of me and that's it. I can feel that. Yeah. Like I I think I'm very polarizing in a way that like you either love me or you hate me. And I think for Erin, I think (laughs) for Erin, she's got, she does have this very like New York demeanor in the, in the sense that like, she's sharp. It's a little bit. Yeah. She's sharp, but she also, you have to kind of prove yourself a little bit. Mm. She's always very like, maybe skeptical. Okay. Um, but you know, it's disappointing with Erin, like the, the, the sort of like conversation that we had, because to me, we're both, you know, we come from families that are very heavily rooted in culture. I mean, she's Israeli, right. I'm Indian. Um, she's a mother, I'm a mother. We're both entrepreneurial. Um, and I thought that we would have a lot in common and we do, don't get me wrong. I just think that we had growing pains. Mm. Um, mm. And it's very much like, I think maybe my personality starting to come through on the show. I'm very lighthearted. I literally take nothing. You can say the worst things to me and I'll be like, eh, whatever, no big deal. <laughs> um, I think with Erin, she's a little bit more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, things that I do say, I'm 99% joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's yeah. no seriousness in anything. I mean, especially like, you know, things that I'm calling the girls or like the conversations that we're having. It's all very lighthearted yeah. and funny. Messy Jesse. Messy Jesse. That's what Brent <laughs> likes to call me. I was like, please, what? what 
did you coin that? That's a great nickname. <laughs> that last night, I was like, yes, Messy Jesse. <laughs> Brynn Bryn is so funny. She's so fun. I love her. Yeah. But see, you see the, you see the dynamic between Brynn and I. Yes. Very fun. Very it's playful. Very fun. Very playful. I give it. She takes it mm-hmm. and vice versa. Even with Uba, Sai, Jenna. Like, I think with Erin, like, I sometimes feel myself walking on. I mean, she said she feels like she's walking eggshells with me, but I actually think it's the other way around. Like, right, right, right. I do feel like I have to be a little bit she's more combustible. filtered. Yeah. She's activated. Yeah. She's, she, <laughs> she's, she goes there. Did something happen in the Hamptons? Because that was like second episode, right? Yeah. Um, that maybe, I mean, besides what we saw, which was like the, the heat and the Wi-Fi, and no one was really happy. I mean, let's just <laughs> full tea. Like, let's be honest. No one was really happy, right? Jenna got up and left. Jenna got up and left. Ren came, but she was late. Yep. She was really funny. She was, yeah. Um, Sai was mad about the food. Yeah. Uba was in a good mood. I feel like Uba's like it a was very, very happy, chill, go lucky, like sweet, sweet woman. Yeah. She's um, and you were like, nah, I, I don't want to be here. Did something happen where it was like? I think what what happened was that um, look, I, I, we were all together. This is our first trip, mm-hmm, like away. Mm-hmm. I think that just people like you have to kind of understand what your boundaries are. And I think that we didn't at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely didn't. Um, And, you know, I think I sort of got really comfortable really quickly in the sense that like, I thought I was able to like joke about the lingerie or like, you know, share how I actually felt, but I didn't take people's feelings into consideration. And I think that that for me, and I can only speak for myself, like that for me really was my experience in the Hamptons. Yeah. It was like, okay, crap. Like I really can't. I don't know these girls. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. and then that's really what it came down to. Um, I, I do want to say though, I don't think I was like the only one complaining. I think no, everyone no, was weren't. sort of like speaking their mind. They kept replaying the same scene and me being like, oh my God, I can't connect to Wi Fi. Oh my God, it's so cold. But those are the only two things I said. Oh, and no, then the lingerie. I, the lingerie. I think that that was like a big moment because it was emotionally very heightened. Like yes. it was, an, it, and I have to say, like when I first saw it and I, and I did my little review of it, I knew that you weren't really talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't think you were talking about the slip dress. I think that you were maybe in an emotional state that just, correct me if I'm wrong here. No, you're, you're on the right track. Okay. Cause yeah. I felt like, I was like, this is a woman who's away from her kids for the first time. Perhaps she has, she's lo- feeling low. She, Maybe it's going through postpartum. There might there be something going on in her that we don't see. And so the the, the slip dress is is proxy to what's actually happening. Listen, I think side hustle, you need to be a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> like psychoanalyst. CSI. I don't like, know. I just, I just saw that. I was like, I feel like that person's hurting more than being like, I don't like this. I'm a diva. It's more like, no, I think it was a hundred percent that like I, you know, you're, you're in lingerie and I wasn't yeah. feeling my, <laughs> I wasn't feeling my best. I think after I had the twins, like it does take some time to kind of snap back. And I think, you know, women as women, we sort of have to give ourselves a little bit of grace. Absolutely. Like there's this whole like mentality and this pressure to just like be who you used to be I will never be that girl and I I say it like I will never be the person I was pre-kids right um your body changes like my boobs were a perfect firm c-cup oh my god perky ass things they're on there's like they're on the floor I mean the gravity (laughs) gravity has taken its toll on me and 
you know, you sort of see your body changing. Yeah. And I think it was, it was a lot. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, I definitely could have handled it better, but it was three seconds of me having a, a tantrum. Yeah. Um, what you didn't see and what I will continue to talk about What's is that? my apology to Jenna Lyons. Um, okay. Right. Because that was like an after... I don't know what it was. It was like an off shot. Like it was in gray or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. it actually happened in the Hamptons. I wrote, oh. I did, I wrote her a handwritten oh. note and I felt genuinely very, very bad because Jenna is someone that I, I actually never dreamt of upsetting. Right, and right. She's someone that I really respect, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and so as soon as I clocked that, oh shit, like I actually did something that wasn't very thoughtful and I acted out of sort, um, I immediately apologized. But they, of course, they didn't show it. So, Blame it on the edit. Yep, I will all day. <laughs> you were like, I'm that girl. I know because I wanted to keep it, the tension yeah. growing, and for us to tune in and be like, oh my gosh, because because the clip for the for the episode um, after that, it showed Jenna looking really like yeah. down at breakfast, you know, and being yeah. and feeling hurt. But it, obviously, you try to make it right. But she she did have a right. I mean, mm -hmm. I I have never, by the way, received a gift in that way. <laughs> thought that it was okay to I think I was just like everyone was kind of like oh my god this is so cute and then Uber was like why did I get a long gold one and I was like why did I get a long green one and you're sort of like right, right, vibing right. off of other people's right, like, reactions right. and um yeah it just I got I got carried away I, <laughs> as long as you made it right yeah it seems like you're doing a lot of apologizing I am like and you apologize in your own house I did to Aaron I did I didn't want her to come into my home and okay. feel any kind of way. Right. I mean, look, we had our moment. I'm someone, I really wanted to take that coffee, by the way, to find resolution. Mm -hmm. I knew that she was upset. I called her cackling hack. <laughs> um, I wanted to take the opportunity to like kind of explain myself. And apologize. look, at the end of the day, she did host six women in her home. It was very, very kind of her. And she, she went through a lot of effort, you know, yeah. um, and it just went so quickly after the Tribeca thing. I was like, there is no coming back. And then it was like, you are catered to and this and that. And then it just got really deep for me. And I was like, ugh, this is not going the way she it should. She also set her game up as a hostess. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, like, let's be real because there was no food. There was Pringles. Listen, if you're going to hire a caterer, you better make sure they pop open a bottle of Pringles and then pop open a bottle of caviar and are doing minimal work. That's nothing. <laughs> like, I could do that and I don't cook. Like, I, 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 you know, I think that you need to, if people are coming over to your house, you have to have a spread. That's kind of why I go to the Hamptons. If I go to my friend's house in the Hamptons, I'm going because I know they're going to feed me. Yeah. Because there's always food around and the fridge is stocked. Yeah. I, that's my, my thinking. And, and listen, I think it's, uh, we're in this like era right now where girls are not afraid to eat. Like, I will chow yeah. down. A burger, like shake it. Burgers or something. Pizza. Yeah. I mean, I think she's, I mean, Erin knows. I think there's been enough instances where we, <laughs> <laughs> she knows. She got the memo. It's all good. Where do you guys sit now? Like, I, I mean, I know there was, she left, last night she left the wreath making. She was, <laughs> those wreaths were so sad. I, don't, I, I was like, okay, like, let's. Do it. And so you guys were making wreaths yeah. and she left. And she, because she felt that Cy was rude to have left her party um, early and that she accused Brent of, of hitting on Abe, her husband at her anniversary party. Abe the babe. <laughs> Abe the babe. What, do you, what did you make of that scene? And where do you guys kind of sit now? Um, look, I, 
I think I see both sides of it, right? Like okay. as a married woman, yes, yes, I get, yes. I get that where she's coming from, in, in the sense that Brynn is obviously her friend, and maybe it wasn't. And by the way, how funny was it? I was so adamant that she didn't say the D word, and then they like flash back, and it's just divorce, divorce, you divorce. You <laughs> were, you were like, she didn't mention like, she divorce. Did. She didn't mention the D word. She's like, maybe if you're divorced, you can call me. And he's like, <laughs> but Brynn and I were cracking up because we saw the episode. She was like, wait, I was so sure. I didn't. And you were so sure that I didn't. And then they flash back and I said it like a hundred times. We were dying. It was so funny. Um, I, I think that, you know, I know Bren. Yeah. I also said, I know women that are out to get. Yeah. Man. I like that you said that because that's actually real to you. Because it is. People. I mean, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was not it. I mean, yeah. we were literally joking. If Abe was in any way, if I got the sense that he was like uncomfortable or that this wasn't pure, just like, right. you know, banter, I would have a hundred percent jumped in. Um, but it just, it was funny. Like you, it's, it's fun. Cause Bryn has a delivery. She does. And it's like, it, it's all jest. And it's like, it's very flirt. I mean, I saw her with her ex-fiance. Yeah. Why didn't that work out? Oh my God. I love him. God. I, I'm obsessed. What is going on? She's like, I wasn't ready. I guess she had like, yeah, some trauma, obviously because of the of family. Yeah. Stuff, but like- I mean, I got to tell you, he's there for her. Yeah. He's always been there for her. I don't know where they stand right now, but, um, you know, here's to hoping. I'm here for Gideon and yes. Brim. And he's British. So we have that. <laughs> I love a British gentleman. Right, right, right. He seems um, so oh, gentlemanly. Let me like, tell you, my mom, I think it was like the first, it was like October of last year. We, my mom had, was over and mm-hmm. we had them over for dinner. And he is the type of gentleman. And I'll, I keep saying gentleman because he is that. He, every time you stand up from the table, he stands up. So I was like, when it first happened, I was like, oh my God, he's amazing yeah but then I had to keep getting up because I was like getting things from the kitchen <laughs> right, right, and every right. time he would just like stand up so I was like Gideon it's okay just sit just don't worry about the formality but he is a true British like gent oh the best I want I ship that yeah yeah don't waste your time Bren yeah dating in New York is not it's for the birds no not at all but let's get back to yes Bren flirting with Abe she has a delivery she has a way about her you think you felt it was innocent it was right is she Bryn will flirt with everything, like and you guys anything. were saying that, like with a with the the, the way the she wall. Ordered, the way she orders food. It's like, right, oh my right. god, can I get some French fries with like a side of ketchup and mayo? It's like that. It's so. It's just her voice, but it's right, right, right. so. It's just inherently her. Yeah, there is nothing, no harm, like yeah. intended yeah. with any anything that she does. Um, it's just a bit. She said it. It was like comic relief. If Bryn hit on Pabbitt, would you be... I'm pretty sure she has. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm pretty sure she has. And quite frankly, he's probably <laughs> laughing it up. Right, right, right. And by the way, fucking LOL. Like, it's hilarious. No, it is. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm of the mind that I might be like, okay, girl, like, we get the joke. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence about that just a little bit. It was hilarious to watch, yeah. But I also am like, if it was my boyfriend, I think I'd be like, "Girl, can you ease up a little bit?" Like, <laughs> I think you have to get to know her, though. Right, right, right. You really do. I, right. I think if I didn't know Bryn the right. way that I do, and that was my first, like, you know, sort of foray into yeah. Bryn verse, yeah. Then, yeah, I would maybe be like, "Yeah, what's she doing?" But because you just know she's so innocent in her actions, yeah, and her intent. It just, it, yeah, vanilla, like nothing. Like there's no. So Aaron overreacted. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Was I it did. really that boring? It looked boring. 
<laughs> it looked like there was no. I, I don't know. They just didn't seem like to be like any dancing or like. There wasn't the, the after the, the 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 two hours of speeches or however long it was. There yeah. was there was a bit of dancing, but by that point, Pavit was like, "I need I need to go." Oh, Pavit was there too. Yeah, yes, he was of course. There yeah, yeah. Because you talked to her, her dad. Yeah, he was like, "So want kids?" And you're yeah, like, we have two. <laughs> yeah, her dad is so funny. He's great. He, he's great. He's so funny. I mean, humorous. Yeah, and I love that he was like pushing Puppet to have more kids because it's something very, I think that's the Israeli Indian. Like we, I got it. Like my dad's the same way, you know? Um, but he's a character. He's so funny. No, he was great. I think he, he I want to know more about him and more about her family too. I yeah. Think. Hopefully that comes out. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a very interesting background. She has a very interesting background. Yeah. Um, as a, just as a quick fashion aside, what did you think of her dress? Um, I loved it. Yeah. It was a little shallow on the, right. the sides. Well, we could have like taped it up a little bit. Yeah. I think she was in a rush. I think yeah. also what people don't understand is like, yes, it was an event. Yes, it was yeah. her vow renewal. But it's also, we're, it's taping. a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah, taping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like a schedule and like she has kids and she had to get her kids ready, I'm sure, and like get there on time. And, you know, it's, it was, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot to like handle. And, you know, the audience see one thing. They see her right. like arrive. And, but the, the back like work, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> no, I just have a thousand questions for you because now I'm like the back work of it all. Are you just up at all hours now? Just like kind of figure. Like how do you balance it? Like how is it affecting your real day to day life during filming? Yeah, cameras down. Oh, cameras down. You know, like all of that, and also during filming. Yeah, I mean, I think during filming yeah. it is you are, you know, two hours hair and makeup. And then there really? were times where yeah. like, I just didn't have time because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. working. I got the kids yeah. and I mean, I just didn't have time to do the glam. So then I'm just like looking like, you know, a little rag doll over here. Like I'm from a national TV, like well, fucking hot mess. Um, you did not look like a rag doll. But it's, it's very intense. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, people are in your home and setting up cameras, lights. Yeah. Like I got the kids running around, um, touching everything. You're then getting set up to, to film a scene. And yeah, it's reality TV, right. but it's also like, it's just, it's, I think the whole thing is a lot, especially yeah. like you've got real life and then you've got the show and yeah. then, you know, it, it, you're trying to balance it all. Um, so I, it, it did get very intense. And I think, you know, four months of this, yeah. like every single day for however many weeks, you know, you kind of, you are slowly like, you know, becoming, you crumble right, after right. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, did you just need to break to like to build yourself back up? Like after after filming, yeah. I don't think we spoke to each other. It was like <laughs> we were like we need we need separation. Like oh I think God, we spoke to it. each other for like a month and a half. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like we kind of needed to just like recalibrate. Yeah. And then it was like okay, cool. Like let's chat. You know. No, I I can only imagine because then there was a huge press press push. Yes. For the show. That yeah. was like and all the shoots and yeah. like you know yeah um so it it is it is very very much like an intense period and I think everyone handled it the best way they could yeah you know yeah and I mean Bryn and Uber you know they say it all the time they're like wow we don't even have kids and we're struggling so you kind of can you even imagine like what it what it was for us um and my kids are at home too I think you know yeah. for and at least they have the sort of like break of sending the kids to school but right. <laughs> like bye <laughs> um so yeah Wait, how, there's two now they are two in two months yeah oh my God. yeah they go into school they start in September 
Very Did excited. they get into Avenue? Ah, I love how everyone knew it was, they were like, I was getting text messages like, oh my God, Avenue's, uh, no, Pavit won that battle. Damn. He was like, man, you're crazy. He brings, he, thud, like, I'm up here in the clouds. Yeah. He brings me back and it's like a crash landing. But I'm glad that you brought up New York private schools, the system, because yes. I don't think we got that last time, like last, like the OG. Yeah, stuff. I don't think that their kids were that age. They were like or... in high school, but you didn't know where. And yeah. I think, you know, and, the, and they had already been like accepted to these schools. So it wasn't as if they were looking for admission. Right. So I thought it was interesting that you brought that up and like that's actually a very big industry in this city. The process is, and I think I said it, like pervadum psychotic. I mean, yeah, these kids really, are two and a half. Like and it starts now. I mean, really, truly, it starts now. And it's, uh, it's kind of crazy because, you know, it is about like, you know, networking and yeah. starting those conversations because you're thinking like five 20, or 10 years yeah. down the line. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, like college applications yes. and who you know, and the admissions process and all that, like all of that is, it's a Everything, every little it's step so amounts to that. Yeah. I like my, I, I'm from Dallas. <laughs> Drink. Drink. <laughs> and the school, private school system there is very, very competitive. Like right. it's crazy. And, uh, but I think, I don't think it obviously is anything like New York. And I think that you bringing that up was important to like the city, the culture of the city. Yeah. Of like, this starts young these kids are on a path. Some people do pay. I know people whose kids go to Avenue. Yeah. You know, and, like. <laughs> and you people like also hire like there's yes. like special like coaches that coach. I mean, I'm not I'm not even like effing with that right now. But like people do have these like people come into the house and like train their children for like interviews. And, you know, I had to. I had to FaceTime. What did you do? I had to FaceTime. They were like, can we FaceTime with your with your toddlers so we know how they interact? I'm like, dude, I mean, they literally don't do anything for right. sure. Yeah. And, you know, these kids are like throwing like alphabet, wooden alphabet letters around. Yeah. And I'm like, they're on FaceTime with the school admissions. It was comical. Um, like, yeah, I guess. This is what if they do. You, if you can see whether they'd be a good fit. And from my that. essays, I, will, I wrote a thousand word essay on each toy twin and it was like what not socially inept no <laughs> i know mom Ray. Yeah, no, 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 you were like i was like i know i was like i know it didn't sound right i knew it was a depth but like also i was like that you know when you know there's like a word i was like what's the word um that was hilarious i loved it hilarious i mean that's that but that's what you're saying it's like it's a work it's job it's a yeah. job to get your kids into these schools i and- loved my essays i am going to release the essays that i ended up submitting they were <laughs> extremely Extremely good. My grammar, my literature, all of it was on point. I was funny. These kids, I mean, they're so lucky to have release me. Release the I'm going to release it. I will. I will. Release the, I'm obsessed. <laughs> Wait, so where are you and your family now? Are you guys, because um, last night's episode was really beautiful, really pivotal. Your mom was a really incredible Thank force you. of support for you. Yeah. Because I know that you were pre- like previously really scared about telling her that you had had gone through IVF. Yeah. And I don't know. I just really empathize with you. I'm 40 years old. I'm going through this process of like trying to have a kid and it's a lot. Yeah. And I don't think they prepare women for that at all. So 
I are, think, yeah. Tell me your experience with your mom talking to her about it. Well, first of all, I got to say, like, I think women are having kids later and yeah. later, right? Yeah. So, like, this whole like infertility like boom in a way, yeah, it's it's actually a real thing. And you know, as career women yeah. and entrepreneurs and whatever, we we're so like focused on the drive yeah. that. For me, you know, when I got married, I was like, I want to travel. I want to do yeah. this. I want to do that. And it's not a priority. And then when it does become a priority, it was almost like an afterthought. Yeah. And then it's just this like mad rush, rush. to like get, get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So um, that's, you know, I started at 34. Okay. So I was married like almost three years. Um, and it was just, you know, I think for me, when I make a decision, I expect it to like just happen mm-hmm. and it didn't. Um, and right. so it was very frustrating. Um, and I think a lot of women who don't get pregnant, you know, like immediately right. feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was just this like journey of, you know, almost, I think start to finish four years in the end. That's yeah, not a joke. Yeah. So I was pregnant at 38. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It is very, it's, it is crazy how quickly the time comes and yeah. you're like, you're saying there's a mad dash yeah. to get pregnant and no one tells you that. They're like, no. take your time, go travel, see the world, work, focus on your career. And I hate, that's the only part I hate about aging. Yeah. You know? Especially for women. Cause yes. it's like, we have to make decisions that yes. are like pivotal and you know, no one can help you. And by the way, what happens if you're not married by 35 or 36? Like, what do you do? You freeze your eggs, but that's yeah. not even like guaranteed to work. It's not guaranteed to work. So it's, it's, I feel duped a little. <laughs> yeah. I, it is a I feel a little duped just because, you know, like I, I wish someone had sat me down at like 23 and, or something that age and just been like, I don't want to scare you. Yeah. But these are the, re- this is the real science and math of this. And women should be able to do whatever they want with their lives, obviously. But this is, these are some of the. It's insurance. Could, yeah. It's it, like buying it health is. insurance. It's absolutely insurance. And for so, um, you know, as I was going through that, especially as a woman of color, mm-hmm. like I think anyone that is a woman of color can hopefully relate to that like stigma that comes with infertility. Right. Like mm-hmm. I think, as women, we're seen as these like childbearing like figures. Um, and when yeah. it doesn't work, it's like you're broken or, you know, something's yes. wrong or, you know, you become this like everyone's talking. I, I've, the amount of times I've heard like, oh, so-and-so can't get pregnant and they're going through this and that and the other. And That's it's so crazy. Yeah. And it's not, I don't think it's malicious gossip, but it's gossip. You know, it's a, it's a topic of conversation that's, you know, not necessarily always positive. I don't, so. I don't know. I just feel like. That's so deep. Yeah. And, and, you know, you being so open about it and you had previously said that, hey, there's a cultural stigma associated with infertility. You being open. And what's the response been like from, I mean, you can't obviously can't gauge the entire Indian community's response, but like a little bit at least. I think people have been very, very supportive. Um, And, you know, my goal really is to normalize the conversation. Like if you're an Indian woman or women of color, whatever it may be, female, whatever, um, you're a, you should be able to speak about what you're going through Mm -hmm. and just not feel like it's this big thing. Right. Um, and I, I think a lot of women don't feel that comfort, you yeah. know, uh, or don't have that support. Um, and I, in a way, wanted to show like an audience like, okay, I didn't, I did 
not share this with my parents or my family, but the fact that I knew that they would be supportive in the end and the end result was great, you know, and, and it was, uh, it was a happy ending, you know? So uh, I hope that gives people hope. I I think (laughs) it did. It was very, very hopeful because your mom was like, I would have been on the first plane like, and you need that type of support because sometimes in our mother's generations, they didn't have those right that conversation so when I have broached egg freezing with my own mother she's like I don't know what you're talking about you know and I'm like what it's so it is it's a lot of things at once yeah and I think that they sort of jump to this like conclusion that you know you're gonna try and have a baby like out of wedlock or you know there's all these types of like things that happen when you talk about it yeah, <laughs> like you better, you better get married before yeah, you have yeah, a child. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, I know because I was having this conversation with her. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I could be pregnant by the end of the year. You don't know. And she was like, You're not married yet. <laughs> but shout out to those who aren't. I mean, still, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everyone's doing their thing. And, yes. you know, it's, as long as you uh, support. You're right. Yeah, but I'm, I, I really did. I'm happy that um, that that did air and, and it yes. did make the cut, and you know that hopefully people see that it's uh, you know. It's an important conversation. It's an important conversation. Do you feel like you're going, you don't have to tell me too much, but I know you wanted a baby, number three, a little girl. I do. That's still. It's still on the cards. Yeah. I'm very like when people ask me, where do I see myself in, you know, five years, whatever it may be. I see this dining table, you know, and it's, it's always been three kids sitting at the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the fact, and the other thing I talk about to my husband a lot is like when people want a third, let's say they have two boys or two girls and they want like another, like the other sex and they do natural, like you can't guarantee that, but I can. I can. I know. I got, I got the girl. She's fr- she's frozen right now. She's Elsa. <laughs> I think that is really important for people to see. Yeah, honestly, and to because that's also a type of information that's not readily available. Right. And like when you said, "Oh my gosh, fifty thousand dollars later, I still wasn't pregnant." I felt that deep. Oof. Because people also need to know the added financial expense. I mean, and that was just two rounds. We did right. five. Yeah. Whoa. So we were like, I mean, we still are five and- rounds of IVF. That's 100K, maybe even more. Yeah. It's... Oh, my God. Do you see why? I'm like, yes. I'm using every yeah, single yeah, one yeah. of those damn embryos. I'm going to have like seven kids by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Indian. I don't like wasting money. So, like, it is... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just thinking about... Th- but that. See, and then that makes sense with the green dress. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. It's yes. all coming full circle. Exactly, you guys. Like... Listen, we appreciate you sharing that story. And I thank you. Uh, yes, we applaud you. Um, I want to talk a little bit about you before yeah. a housewife when you were, when you, still are, even. you still are a fashion publicist, but yeah. I, I'm curious how fashion has prepared you for reality TV. Gosh, uh, thick skin for sure. <laughs> <laughs> These fashion bees are crazy. You I know, know that. They, uh, yeah. You know how yes, crazy they, they are. are. Yes. You know, I think there's always been this fascination or this like intersection between reality TV and fashion. Like even stemming from the hills, yes, from right? The runway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the hills, the city. Yes. There's been this very, it's people are very curious yes. about that world. It's very. And it's because it's very guarded. Yes. Like you really have to earn like your way in. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just, you know, when I moved to New York, um, 
man, it was, it was wild. I was like this 22 year old and my uncles are fashion photographers. And so yes. they actually gave me the sort of, um, the, 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 the key to almost, you know, start my career in fashion. Um, I gotta tell you, like my, I think it was my second week here in New York, my aunt who was, um, she was consulting for Roberta Cavalli at the time. Oh wow! I was on the campaign shoot with like Jaquetta oh, Wheeler wow. and like all these fabulous models. Right. And that was like one of the first experiences. And I just was enamored. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is it. Yeah. This is the life. Shout out to your auntie. The fashion. <laughs> like, yeah. I, was, I mean, I was, I was, I was steaming. You got to start somewhere. I know. I was like yeah. steaming clothes. <laughs> I think I fucking burnt my hand and like, you know, it was, but it, it's, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And I think that work ethic that comes with, yes. you know, unpaid internships, yes. like, let's talk about that for a second. Yes. I, the girls now have no idea. <laughs> no idea. No School idea. credit. Yes. And they get paid. No. Um, but it wasn't okay. glamorous. It wasn't, you know, you you are getting beaten up like yeah. day after day after day. Yeah. I was yeah. asked to do the most ridiculous things. Um, and I did start from the bottom, you know, <laughs> it's literally packing boxes. I was like, wait, I went to King's and, and this is like, I have a degree and I'm packing a box. Like, this is wild. King's is like the Columbia of... Yeah, London, it's a, it's right? A like school. Columbia University of like London. Yeah. 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 By the way, what? just to like say, in England, you don't pay for school. It, it is a, a standardized right. system. Right. So when people are like prestigious King's College, like you don't pay to play. You are, you have to actually be smart to get oh, it. Oh. <laughs> just to clarify a point. Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been told I come from old money and this that, and the other. And it's just, um, you know, coming back to like working to get where you are. Yeah. Like nothing was ever handed to, to me. Do you think it's the accent that people think that I you... I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I, I, I feel like it's the accent and like just probably the glamour yeah like both maybe. of those two things that intersect they're like oh I know but you're like no I came from well if you saw pictures of me like well, back in the day well girl we don't ever want to look, I, I don't want to look at pictures of myself back in the oh day my God, there was no glamour there no of um, course not but I was uh yeah it just it, you know it's it, everything's a process and and you know I, I think you got to respect women who have a dream and want to work and and have goals and drive motivation like Let's give ourselves a pat on the back. No, of course. Doesn't we, come easy. I, have you seen like a uptick in like outreach for your work, for your passion publicity business? Yeah. Since... I mean, I really am picking and choosing, you yeah. know, who I'm working with mm-hmm. and for. Um, I really, I think I've worked with so many big household names that yeah. I kind of want to give, you know, my my time and energy to some of those smaller, more yeah. niche brands, um, you know, designers that maybe don't have um, the budgets or, you know, the the network or the, the outreach. And that's what really excites me. It's yeah. like growing someone and, and building that brand awareness. And you know how hard and competitive it is. It's, it's especially so in America. Yeah. I feel like American fashion doesn't really have the infrastructure in place to help younger designers get off the ground. Right. Like you're going to find that type of resources in, in England. London is great for that. You can, you can do a fashion show at Fashion East not pay the 50k or whatever it takes to to throw a fashion show and you can really become discovered definitely new york is so hard new york is so hard and you know you have vogue fashion fund you have the cfda and like they're all supporting as as best as they can but there's so much untapped talent they don't know what to do like for real for real yeah and i and i untapped money yes too 
Exactly. That we could be giving them. A hundred percent. So if there's anything I can do right. to, you know, help those brands that are, you know, on the, on the sort of rise, then yeah, that's where I want to place my energy. You know, it's not the, the companies with the billion dollar budgets that, you know, are literally killing it. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. You're like, I they need you're good. Yeah. What was the brand that you had the party for? Aisha Sony. Okay. So, oh my goodness. Like this girl, she used to, um, she used to run Michael Kors's collection, her, his accessories okay, collection. Amazing. And that's how we met. Right. And I just remember we, we were doing, um, Vogue last look, you know, the most coveted yeah, page. Yeah. yeah. In all of Vogue. And Michael Kors got it. And so I was working with her to design this bag that Anna wanted to shoot on um, a bicycle, I think it was. Okay. Um, and so we went through this design process together. And I was like, wow, you're incredible. You're going to go places. You know, she's worked with Proenza. She's worked with Anine Bates. She's really doing great things. And she's starting her own thing. Um, and, you know, I mean, she's someone, who, an example of someone who is, you know, a female entrepreneur that mm-hmm. doesn't have funding is doing it herself. And how can I help her? And this is it. Like, this is where I want to place all my focus. You got She's the girl to the room. I, right. That was crazy to me. <laughs> you, that was hilarious watching a recap, by the way. You're like, <laughs> my old boss was there. She would, I, I know Sally, she would, her idea of reality TV, I, mean, I guess it must've changed in the last six to seven years since I worked there. But like, it was, she's a very shy person. Yes. So I was like, oh my gosh. And Lynn is more, you know, out there, but she also stays kind of yeah. close knit to her, to her friends. To have mm-hmm. those people there, I'm going to stress that again. Huge. Thank you. Did they, did, did your castmates understand? Um, they were, they were having like a little gossip session on the couch. And I think they were like looking around. I was like, um, <laughs> that's why I was like, I was so confused. They I was were like, more what? concerned about where Jenna lies. <laughs> I was like, Jenna's, you know, putting a, a tree together. Um, <laughs> were you offended by that at all? No, okay. not at all. I listen, like I said, it takes a lot for me to get offended yeah. about anything. Yeah. Um, also the thing about Jenna that a lot of people may not know is that she lost her mom a couple of weeks or months sorry, before filming began. So I was very sensitive to the holidays, the fact that this was her first without her mom. Mm. Um, I'm not going to call her out, you know, I'm going to be like, Jenna, like, why are you spending time with your family and not at my event? Like, you know, it would have been great for her to be there, but there was, um, she had things to do, you know, she processes things differently. She does, you know? Yeah. And I I respect that. Yeah. She's She's in a fucking line. She's JFL. (laughs) I, Puppet and I, they also didn't show that scene, but Puppet and I had, we were having a conversation and we coined JFL and I will trademark that. Oh, it was me. Listen, (laughs) and you know, it was me because I got the one liners. Like this is very true. Yeah. This is very, very true. I mean, I, I, I didn't agree. Also, one thing I didn't agree with last night was Cy coming for Jenna about the presence like, she was like, is this like a brand thing? I, I was like, but you're an influencer. Like, di- di- you tell me how it felt on the, on the receiving end. You received this box. Yeah. I mean, I think with Jenna, look, first of all, she's extremely smart. Let's not. Yeah, okay. Like, she's shrewd. I mean, she's got, she's got a, her a thousand hats on. Yeah. You know, she's got a thousand collaborations, businesses, whatever it may be. Um, but I don't know if she's like actually thinking about, Oh, if I gift this, then they are obligated to post. I don't think that was like any part of, you know, her gift giving, like sort of, you know, process. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I, I think it's, uh, it's funny because, um, I think Jenna is someone that no one expects 
like us to go after. And she, everyone has their moment, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things. I think Sai was being funny though. Like Sai's hilarious. Okay. Um, I don't think she like meant it as a, she was just calling it out. I like was it like, was funny. Girl, you're talking <laughs> every day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got you. Cause I was like, I'll take it. Yeah, that oh, by the way, that <laughs> gift bag was money. It was, I believe it. It was there was some serious stuff in there. I was like, I wow. Believe it. it was probably like I didn't want to put a monetary value on it, but it was Yeah, I saw this measurey and then there yeah. was like some bath stuff. I didn't see all of it. Joanna check, like there was a Joanna check oh, like okay. whole like thing with like all her like toners and it's like a, a gift box. I mean, it was it was serious stuff. That was very kind. It was very kind. Yeah. It was really kind of her. Do you think that maybe JFL gets off a little bit sometimes, like in the sense of, uh, you know, gets out of things, for instance, like people don't place a lot of blame on her within your social group. She's so like, it's so hard to like be upset with her. Okay. Okay. (laughs) How do you, she's just like, so, you know, like she's so cute and and quaint and you just don't, I'm not cute. is not the right word. Um, I would say she's very soft. Okay. And it's very hard. Mm-hmm. And she does have a very rational mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I think her and Pavit, actually, that's why they get along so well. Mm-hmm. They are very logical in their thinking. She doesn't react emotionally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with you there because yeah. she does take a minute right. to, like, process everything. Yeah. I just was, like, curious because I feel like you get, a, you know, you get a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Well, yeah, I do. I think it's funny because <laughs> it's, like... If you want to talk about things uh, in terms of like Instagram followers, like <laughs> right, well, okay. I mean, I'm like, no, I'm gonna go there because what, what is, what are your? I think thoughts? it's interesting, right? Like, um, I think that there definitely is like the clout radar, right? Okay. Like, Jenna's at the top, but right. she's Jenna fucking Lyons, right. you know, no one can touch her. And I actually like that some of the girls are speaking their mind because right. it's it's actually how they feel about certain things, about her clothes or something like that. What was it? Her clothes? Yes. I said something about her clothes. Oh, her closet. She was like, Jen, <laughs> you're boring. And I was the like, I guess closet. Uh, like, she wears the same thing. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Exactly. Is, is that what you mean or is something else? Sai's humor is very similar to mine in the sense that like she honestly is, she is so hilarious. Like her delivery is almost the same as mine where it's very dry. Yeah. And some people might not get it. Okay. Or she might come across as a certain way, but everything she says it's just hilarious. Like okay. if you if you actually clock it, you know. I'm I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. A little shade. A little shade. Okay. Um. Well, where are you with everyone before we move into the audience questions? Like, yeah. do you feel? I know you took like a little time off of talking to one another yeah. after spending four months heavy, and you, it gets dramatic, obviously, from the trailer. It does. Um, I'm only halfway through, right? So it's. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So do you feel like you're in good terms with everybody? Do you feel like you're leaning on each other? Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we're all very, very close. Okay. And That's I good. think that honestly going through this process, it would be so difficult if we weren't. Right. Um, so the fact that we are, you know, quite a close knit group um, and we sort of understand each other and we're trying to like, you know, as this process is going on, trying to have open dialogue, like, okay, you said this shit, like <laughs> that was effed up like what um and but look as I said we're halfway through I don't know (laughs) what the second half of this looks like right and I'm sure feathers are definitely gonna be ruffled and I'm sure that emotions are gonna run high and you know I don't know if everyone can keep a level head 
throughout this. I'm right. sure there's going to be moments where... Well, Aaron can't. Right. Well, there, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> the reunion's going to be interesting, you know? I, do you know when you're going to shoot it or... Um, soon. I mean, that's... Yeah, soon. Yeah, soon, <laughs> soon. <laughs> okay, that, that, that. okay, well, I can't wait to see what you guys are going to wear. Oh, me either. I we mean, I am have... having a lot of fun watching. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think people are like, I'm starting to see like, it's ironic that just like that is airing at the same time because there's a lot yes. of just comparisons i think evan does it actually yes, yes. he's he, like he made a really good point but he basically was saying that like these are two shows that have previous ips yeah and previous like huge audiences and so subsequently there's a lot of emotional responses to Definitely. how the seasons are playing themselves out yeah yeah that's yeah. a very yeah smart way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, it's very. I was like, oh, I see that. Yeah, definitely. We had I we had this idea, and now it's changing on us. But I'm I'm invested. I'm in. I'm all in. I honestly think it that the reboot to me it feels very refreshing. Mm-hmm. I think that everyone has a story, and we haven't even like scratched the surface. I feel like no, we're just starting no, to right. like. I think one of the things that I am so glad about is that it's trickling. It's not like you weren't hit like with six women and this is who we are like off the bat. No, I think there's a level of intrigue that still is TBD. We started with cheese and now we're at, (laughs) (laughs) now we're making, (laughs) well now we're with branch, flirting on Abe the babe. Oh yeah, exactly. No, I love it. Um, okay. Well let's get into some audience questions. Um, the first one we kind of addressed it's from Che Wilson. It's like reported that she moved to New York from DFW for the show. How is that affecting her fam? Yeah. Yeah. No, negative, negative. It's, I think that, you know, for me to make that decision for a show, not even knowing like how this is going to pan out. I mean, I have small kids. I have a family. Like I didn't just like, oh, let me sh- fucking sell my house and like move to New York. Like it, it doesn't happen that quick. Right. Um, I think that the process of, even me accepting to be on the show mm-hmm. and what that meant for my family. Like all of those things took so much time. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm going to be famous. Let me just like, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't work like that. I think there's a lot of things that pe- that go into that decision. Um, and it was not easy. What made you eventually say, I'm going to do this? Um, I think for me, it was the intention with the reboot okay. to showcase multicultural women mm-hmm. um to showcase cult like diversity to to have these conversations that have never really been seen on the network and on the franchise before mm-hmm. and to be a part of that mm-hmm. web was something that i was like oh that sounds interesting to me yeah and i think i can make a dent and make an impact being the first indian on the show that's crazy right because i watch what's karma <laughs> karma, uh, family karma, family karma. I, I watch. Do you family. watch it? Yeah, I do. Well, you really are a Bravo-holic. You I are. Am, yeah, I, I this love is it. like I'm an archival researcher. <laughs> yes, of, of, love of, it. of Bravo verse. Um, yeah, I watch Family Karma, and so that's why I was like, oh, right, that's true for this franchise. There hasn't been. Yeah. Um, I think that's really. I'm glad that you're changing that. I yeah. It's a long time coming. It is a long time coming. And I think, you know, we're, as Indians, we're starting to see, um, I, I say this a lot, like, where are the people behind the scenes mm. sometimes? And we're starting to see, like, that 
coming out. Energy. Yeah, the yeah. main character energy. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because like a lot of people I read, you know, comments and they're like, oh, Jessel's going to be like, you know, not important and she's going to be like a backseat like character. And I came out like... <laughs> Nah. <laughs> no, honey. Like, this is it. Like, like you think that was ba- baked into a stereotype? I do yeah. very much. Yeah, because yeah. Indians are a little quieter, a little bit more reserved. Mm. I think we're not known to be this, like, I'm so freaking out there. And I will speak my mind. I have opinions. I do dumb shit. And, like, that is, you know, it's not your stereotypical Indian woman. I went to school with, like, party girls who were Indian. Yeah? Yeah. I was like... <laughs> I need to know these girls. I, I mean, they, that, that's what it was in college. I was like, yeah. oh, y'all get down. I mean, but, I so, think, but I understand how p- people outside of that context could, could think for that. For sure. Yeah. And I think that in the media, yes. Um, yes. If, we're, if we're looking at, you know, even on Family Karma, let's say, I think they, party. they do. <laughs> but are they, you know, I think it's also very, I love Family Karma, but it does feel a little bit more, you know, the conversations are a little bit more curated and Mm. it's a little bit more PC. Um, And that is, you know, inherently our culture. Right. So weddings. Yeah. Weddings, the dancing and family family drama. (laughs) Family drama. I'm like, it's all very light. It is. They just, yeah, Yeah. it is. Um, This is, well, okay. KT Morrison asked, when did she move to New York City? 2006. <laughs> but we do, yeah, I think it's funny. Like, people expect you to stay put. Like, we've yes. never been, I've never stayed put. Like, I'm always looking for, like, what's next. You right, know? right, right. And it's so much more fun. Well, people bounce back and forth. Yeah. You moving to LA and coming back isn't crazy to me. I no. knew that there was something very simple <laughs> you know to to explain it and i and if you're baller enough to have like multiple residences like kudos to you yeah i'm not, I'm not mad at it yeah why like, not yeah like but i knew that you had roots here because there's no way that you would have the career that you had without it no you cannot be in fashion and not be in new york no. for that long yeah no. there's just no way no way yeah Unless I paid a hefty, hefty, hefty sum to like fake it. <laughs> or, you, yeah, or you were like the daughter of or something like that. Yeah. It's just like it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so that's cleared up. Um, this one I like just because it's a comment more than anything. It's Rachel Joan MD. She says she needs to be less nervous because she's a star. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Listen, so you, know, sweet. you have to own it. Yes. Um, Kevin LeBlanc asks, how did she like working for Goop? Oh, Kevin. <laughs> I know Kevin. Um, I loved working for Goop. So I, I consulted um, for, for Gwyneth and Goop. Um, God, it was like last year, I okay. want to say. And, um, you know, she has built, let me tell yeah. you, yeah, an yeah, yeah. empire. Yeah. Um, and I think that Gwyneth is someone that is almost like an Oprah in that way where yeah. she's got her hands in so many different things. I mean, and it, it just, it, it's all organic. Like it's very like, you know, her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was helping um, build Dream Label, which was her, you know, uh, ready to wear business. Oh, amazing. Um, and we were doing a number of launches for her. And that was you know, she's, yeah, that was very she's killing it. I yeah. loved it. What a great um, environment, by the way, that she's yeah. built. Um, and everyone that she hires is just like, you know, creme de la creme. Yeah. Um, and shout out to my girl, Nora, who yeah. is Hi, Nora. her head of comms. And she's amazing. Um, yeah, they're doing great things. And Gwyneth is always going to be, you know, top of her game. I love Gwyneth. Who doesn't? How can you not? I was never mad at her. <laughs> I was like, please, I'll buy from your company. That, by the way, <laughs> the, the whole, like, trial was so oh, bananas. I mean, like, 
I, she was given fashion, first of all. She was. Like, it was perfect, Mark. I actually texted Nora and I was like, man, I want to buy everything that she's wearing. No, she okay. really, including the Mountain Valley water. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it was no surprise that my local bodega started carrying Mountain Valley water. That is hilarious. Like, a couple months later. I don't think that there was. It's a secret to her skin. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> right, she just drinks water. Yeah, That's just it. water. Mountain Valley. Mountain Valley. <laughs> oh my God, I love um, this one's a little controversial. It's from Diana Lee Shree. She goes, how do you feel now knowing Aaron voted for Trump in 2020? Oh, um, look, I, I think everyone has their right to political views. Right. And I'll just keep it at that. Okay. Um, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all talked about it amongst your cast? Um, I think it's one of those eggshell subjects that we don't really like. Yeah, it's... I mean, I think politics and housewives, not uncommonplace. Not uncommonplace. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it it's New York. And I, I know that there's a lot of people who are fiscally Republican. Yes. Um, and it's certainly, you know, not not no, right? Like, <laughs> but, right. it's not yes. No, there is a part of New York yeah. that is conservative. Yeah, yes. exactly. There Even is, though we're a very liberal definitely, city. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. think that I would say fiscally Republican is kind of where I see a lot of New Yorkers um, gravitating towards because, yeah. you know, it's they want to protect their wealth. And that's what Trump used to do for rich people. <laughs> so, <laughs> Period. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, um, actually. Yes, yes, yes. I feel okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how that plays out. I'm curious if it comes up at the reunion. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Okay. Um, Chic DDC says, as a publicist, generally behind the scenes, why do a reality show? Isn't that the antithesis? Ooh, good question. Um, I think, yeah, you know, I think publicists are usually behind camera. And mm -hmm. that's what I find so interesting about this experience, especially for me. Right. Because you'll see, like, I'm, I fumble a lot. I'm like, oh, this is like not supposed to be where, like, I'm, I'm not supposed to be in front of the camera. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, cleaning up. Cleaning up. Yeah. yeah. I'm usually cleaning up the mask behind yeah. scenes, but, um, I actually really like it. I think it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun way to kind of show, you know, it's a very fun career to be in, first of all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's right, right, wild. Right, right. I mean, if Samantha Jones can do it. Yes, hello. Yes. Um, Samantha Jones, but I love it. I love it. Oh, <laughs> RIP. I know. I, did you watch the, I didn't. I just, I just started. My okay. friend just gave me his login to HBO Max because oh my, my husband canceled our subscription. He was like, <laughs> it was before. Have it. Us. I know. He was like, you didn't watch this. And I was like, it, it just started. Like, come on. Stress. You have to catch up because yes. the the cameo that she gives is very interesting. Yeah. I'm sure you were a Sex and the City girl. So, I was, yeah. big time. As I mean, I, I absolutely love the show. And I'm, I'm really happy that they got renewed as well for a third season. We, we just got into that. On the, oh, really? and I oh, I know. Like, I like, like, we have to bring some, just watch it and I yeah. want to hear your your okay. Thoughts. Okay. Hear your thoughts. But anyway, you were saying it's a fun job. It's a great job. Yeah. And I think that there are so many different, you know, things that come into it. I mm -hmm. mean, it's not just, uh, you know, putting out fires. I think it's like writing a beautiful press release and really like creating this brand awareness and spinning a narrative. Yeah. And I love, I love creating, um, this sort of like image for, okay. for brands. And that's what excites me. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're, you're really like, you know, it's, 
everything from the the design concept to like, you know, what people end up buying and that process is so cool to me. Um, and I think people should see it, you know? Um, yeah. There's a lot of work that goes into it. To see the other side of fashion, yeah. too, because like you're saying, there is a lot of overlap in fashion, but maybe just, we've done a lot of shows about the, you know, design part. Right. Or we haven't seen a lot of shows that center on a publicist. So no. that's, I think that's also interesting. Kind yeah. Of lifting the veil. Definitely. And I think that you, as a publicist, I, I, I really do, I am a publicist. Like right, right. everything about me is that. Like, I think Sai says it in the, in the introduction. She was like, Jessel's a publicist and she'll remind you at every <laughs> chance she gets because. You're comms. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, you are, you're very communicative. There's no other way around it. Right. And I think you're, you're also forthcoming. So. Yeah. That's what we like to see. Yeah. Um, from Oamisiadima. I, I don't know if this, I'm saying that correctly. Damn. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm, that's probably some acronym for something. Does she do glam for filming, like on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, or does she keep it natural, like old Roni? You know, it's funny you say that because, or this, this question is funny, because as a group, we were like very adamant that we cannot get glam all the time. Okay. Because it's not real. Who right. sits in broad daylight, in the middle of, you know, noon, in Tribeca, Soho, or Chelsea, or wherever the hell you are. Yeah. And is in full-on glam. Um, it's just, we don't have the time. I love that you came to your coffee, though, in full glam. Oh, but... <laughs> I look like a loon. I mean, I was a loon. I, I look... I, that was... And you know what's funny? I, I was actually talking to Evan about it. I was like, not only did I come full hair and makeup, he was like, but it was so perfect for the scene. He was like... It was. It was perfect. And You're now like, that I think about it in hindsight, I was like, okay. You had to updo... Oh, yeah. At the whole thing. Full, full face, smoked out eyes. Like full on situation, situating. Um, I, yeah, I appreciated it. It was hilarious. But and you're then, right. New York women, we're actually very low key when it comes yeah. to glam, except when we have an event. Like right. I think when we have an event, we're like, get the hair, get the nails. Oh get yeah. The, you know, it's, it's all, those things are really important, but we're not. I do feel pressure now though. Like, yeah. Cause I'm always very conscious of like people recognizing me and it's right. happened a few times like where I, you know, <laughs> and my hair is like on top of my head and I like, I don't have makeup on. I'm in Uggs and like, you know, denim shorts and a random husband's t-shirt and I'm going to get grab coffee and people are like, hi, Jessel. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm not in full hair and makeup. This is so crazy. Oh my god! I mean, I feel that way. Yeah, I feel that way when I walk my dog. I was like, I, I, people recognize you. You're like, like, yes, on my blog, they're like, I'm, and I look crazy. Yes. I'm like, oh my god, cat <laughs> low, sweatpants on. Pavit calls me the crazy bird lady sometimes. He was like, you look like a crazy bird lady. But like, oh listen, God. that's how New Yorkers are. Yeah. We, we're not like LA. Like you wouldn't be in your car. And so people would, it would be very yeah. different to see someone. Whereas you're walking on the street going to get coffee. You could bump into like your biggest fan. Have you ever been to Sunset Tower at like noon on a Monday? No. Okay. I, ha I haven't. I have. Okay. And you literally, everyone is done up to the nines. Like it is so crazy. And that's LA versus New York. Right, Monday right. at noon. Like no one, no one cares. Like no one cares. No one cares. No one cares. And I actually get a little self-conscious when I like. Same. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh God. Um, Nina Tanika says, oh my God, please ask her what her top five New York City spots are. 
Oh, okay. Um, ooh, do I give names in Tribeca? Do I catch? Dare I? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> oh, what a what a mess that was. I mean, I love geez. the blind items on the show, like avenues. Beep, catch. beep, beep. <laughs> it was like the most beeped out thing. It was like episode. The entire episode was just like, oh my god, I cannot believe I I, I would never be seen dead at beep. Like what the heck, you guys. Wild. I mean, I do love Casa Cipriani, though. Same. If I get an invite there, I don't. Oh, you go. I don't go. I, I don't pass it up. Like, yeah, I, you, I, you, you, go. you go. And no matter what, how busy you are, you go. Yeah. Um, the food is amazing. The food's amazing. The, the, the ambiance. People. The people. Like, it's great people watching. It's great people watching. Yeah. But then someone gets, I think, catches, too, to some degree. I mean, it's not the same, I'm but s- it's interesting. <laughs> 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 where do you like to go have a great dinner like where are your bars oh, and- we love so cosme is amazing okay for mexican food like okay. they make oh, an I amazing margarita cute. um it's in flat iron okay, um i do a lot of like business meetings and lunches at abcv i mean okay. it's you know still cool okay cute um where else uh there is a place called goa that's in tribeca okay. indian restaurant <laughs> amazing also one of the restaurants that i like saw and i was like oh this is new and and cool <laughs> um i love you you're like i'm still having <laughs> um if you haven't already clocked on Puvit is not like me he right. loves to go to like more of the local joints in new right. york um and he's a big pizza he loves pizza yeah so we go to scars um yeah. we go to john's a lot um there is a, an incredible pizza spot um, that is, uh, it's called, oh my God, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, uh, Tapo. It's right in a, uh, oh, yeah. very cool. Like That's like, actually, I love their pizza. Yeah. It's very thin. Thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you don't feel like you're eating, you know, a ton of stuff. I worked, Saks had a corporate office in a building right in front of there. Mm-hmm. And I used to work there and I would like go to Topo. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's the it's best. so good. Um, it. And then I think, you know, he's a big burger guy. So Polo oh, okay. has a good, if you can get it. I saw y'all at the Polar Bar last oh, yeah. week and I was like, yes, this is the New York. This is that was interesting because um i i met the girls and we were walking i think we were walking like two blocks and we were getting stopped like right. every it was that was like my first like real wow yeah people are watching yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and you're all together we're all together and uber is like this like amazonian Gorgeous. like print like yeah. oh she's stunning she's stunning i, I just stare at her i'm like you're i love her energy she's I want to know more I want to because we're scratching at the surface. I want to know more. And I yeah. like that she uh, brings it. Have you met her before? No, I haven't. Oh, my goodness. She yeah. if she was here, like it Me just oh, it's she her humor is unlike anything I've ever like experienced. She's hilarious. She's so funny. Like when she was talking about Bryn's coat, she was like in the Hampton. She was like, Bryn rolls up like a pimp, like <laughs> down south in the Mississippi. I was like dying. It was so good. I remember that. I'd be like, and she's not wrong. Yes. It was I loved fun. Bryn walking up in a fur coat. It's great. Shades on. Yep. All of that. A vibe. She's like, what a is whole that? Harvard sweatshirt. Okay. She wears um, that a lot. <laughs> She wears that in the blade cap. Like, that's her outfit. The blade cap has me roll. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. If you only – that's the type of New York yeah. iconography that I really oh, love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Greeny Gal goes, why <laughs> Why are the girls acting like they've never met a power lesbian? This is from Greeny Gal. Oh. Do you think they're up at Jenna Lyons' ass? Like, or – like. So, well, Erin has a funny way of describing her. She's like, she's so quirky. She doesn't like parsley. And you're like, 
<laughs> what do you mean by that? Exactly. They're like, oh my God. I don't know. There just seems to be some type of uh, wonderment. Like, oh my gosh, like, what does this all mean? Yeah. I think Jenna is, um, she is, there's no one like Jenna. She's right. very, very interesting. She has her quirks. She's very unique. Um, you know, and she's kind of like dry in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's very dry. I mean, you've met her before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like we could just stare at Jenna and and and, and hear, listen to her talk. And it's just everything she says is very like you sort of like are drawn to, yes, yeah, to yeah, her yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but power lesbian is 100 percent the way to put it. I mean, <laughs> she is she that is. right. She like she's very set in her ways. It's, um, you know. She's funny. She comes over to my house and she'll point things out. Like yeah. I had like a tag on a plant. She's like, you need to cut that off. And I, honestly, I, I didn't even think twice right, about right, it. Right, right. But she notices things. Yeah, yeah. And I think it comes from like, being, you yes. know, this person yeah. in fashion for so long. Um, but I get it because like that's what it is in fashion, right? Like you're you're oh. used to those types of personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To hyper-specific people who yes. have like a hyper-specific vision. Yes. And she's she has she personal style. Like, yeah. She's won't wear something, will wear this, that, 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 yeah. that, that, that. It's very much like, you know, the, the whole Anna Winter white flower. You've heard of like, yeah. she only. Or the color black. Right. Yeah. But like Anna Winter will only risk, or you only buy Anna Winter flowers from Miho. And Miho is this florist and she does, she knows exactly what Anna wants yeah. and it's white and yeah. that's it. Like it's a quirk and it's a, it's like a, I don't know how to. Calling it, it, card. Yeah. If she does, I think it's Jenna's calling card. If she, if she wanted to monetize those holiday gift bags or boxes that she gave you she guys, monetize anything. I, it's <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm pushing that. I'm like yeah. that might be Jenna's favorite things. Um, yeah, she should do denim, honestly. Right? It's very, very hard. Denim, you know, right? Denim business is very hard very to get hard. That fit. What about the show with the two guys? In yeah, New York? how to get away? Yeah, how to get it? How to? How, How to make, make it, it America. America. That was so good. <laughs> that was one like, of my these poor, favorite These shows. poor buggers are trying to like make denim and they're like, no one. It's so hard. It's so hard. The, the fit, everything and knowing the people to yes. produce, manufacturing, all that stuff. But I'm sure she has the connects. Oh, 100%. I mean, Jenna, she could literally ask for anything and people would like run circles to make it happen for her. Yeah. Because they know the power of Jenna fucking lions. Like <laughs> that is, that is it. That is why I coined JFL. She blinks with her eyelashes and it's like. I do have her eyelashes. They're very good. I do. I gotta tell you, I'm wearing them. They're right great. Now. They're beautiful. They are beautiful. I was admiring yeah. your eye makeup. Thank like, you. Oh, very. Thank you so much. I mean, she. Yeah, she's so generous. Again, she like gifts. Yes. Us. Yeah. She is very generous. A Jenna, generous, generous Jenna, generous Jenna. <laughs> okay. Judith, uh, actually. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> I was kind of dying at that. I was like, I mean, she is a little enigmatic, right? Mm-hmm. Like she, you know doesn't grow eyebrows she doesn't grow eyelashes she ha- she's had a- she's lived so her teeth you know there's something about her that's very distinct right and i think it draw and like you're saying it draws people in it does her name's not jenna right. like you're like girl what is we- we- we've been like completely faking it so she's, <laughs> she's self-authored yeah she's oh well self- that's exactly she's the way very, to put it she's self-authored yeah i like that about she her. writes her own book yes that's exactly I'm biography not, i'm not mad at it no um, buns, buns, buns ask, what are 
What are the NYC neighborhoods that have made it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I love Flatiron. Okay. Um, I do. I love Mass, like that whole area where Madison Park, what Square Park is, okay. and like the restaurant scene there. Um, I, I love walking around. It's, it's very pretty. It's yes. Super pretty. Um, I want to say, obviously, Soho. Yes, yes. for sure. Um, there was a thing about Hudson Yards yesterday, and I want to, I think I was like walking up, and Puppet was like, this is a cool area. And I was like, this is? And it's so funny because <laughs> now it's not like. Succeed at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, you know, I, I like what they tried to do there. It was, you know, I wouldn't say it's it's cool necessarily, but the the high rises are brand new, you know, beautiful buildings. I mean, full service residential, you know, like top of like state of the art, like oh, residential. Gorgeous. Like, it. But it's, the restaurant scene's not really. It's empty. Yeah, it's empty. I mean, it's, you're so far. You're so far. That was actually staked out to be middle income housing, lower yeah. to middle income housing. And these developers were like, no. And they turn it into a place that no one goes to. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's a lot of empty, vacant. It's a lot, it's a lot of, it's, well, no one goes to the stores. Yeah. Like there's a lot of luxury stores there, but like. Well, it's weird because you don't think to go there. I, you're going to Fifth Avenue. You're yeah, gonna, like, you're going go to, to Soho. Soho. Like it's like yeah, it's it sucks though because it's so. I mean, it's very modern. It's very cool. Yeah. They were building it um, when I was. I, I used to live on Forty Second and Nine. Okay, and like I remember just like this whole thing. It was right. like this big project. I mean, and I gotta tell you, COVID really effed things up because. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, there was so much potential with like Neiman's flagship. Yeah, exactly. And was, you know, it was supposed to be a whole vibe. And then I think a lot of people just left. So Neiman's shut down. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> there <Drink>. go. Um, <laughs> Harry and Nicole asked this, but we we already figured this out. Did the kids get into avenues? <laughs> oh, we didn't even end up applying, honestly. Oh, my gosh. I just, I was like, Ugh, this is, it's so much work. I was like, it's so much money and so much work. I, I just can't. <laughs> well, don't worry. Yeah, they're, they're going to be just fine. They'll be fine. They'll and be just and fine. your kids are going to be, there's tons of other schools. Yeah, exactly. Schools. exactly. Um, Buns, Buns, Buns again wants to know, does she think Jenna didn't attend her, pers- her party? So it didn't appear as she was co-signing the brand. Oh, interesting. I never I thought of it like I never that. Thought either. No, yeah. I mean, I know why Jenna didn't come. Yeah. So, yeah. She's spending time with her family. She's spending time with her family. Yeah. And gotta give her that. No, I respect. <laughs> Absolute respect. Um, that those are all the audience questions Yay. that we have. I feel like we went over all the things. I I'm did. really I'm excited for what's to come. Is there anything you give a sneak peek of? Like a little Oh, well, like I said, I think that we haven't truly seen certain personalities. Right. And I think that this second half, you really start to, you know. It comes out like things come out because you guys are people like are activated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's yeah, yeah. emotions that are running high. It is, um, it's definitely one to watch. I will say that. I'm and excited. yeah, another trip. Better. Yeah, fashion's better. Is that what you said? Fashion does. I mean, I think it's like I you love know, it. we each like. I think we we want to like outdo like the last right. look. So we're we're always just in competition with our own selves. Like it's like you know, certainly for me, I'm like, wait, that look was cool, but like, how can I up it? You know. Um, I get more Don't and more ridiculous. Mix Balenciaga. Yeah. Alexander <laughs> In my defense, I only brought freaking two bags. I was like traveling and I had one bag and I had another bag. And I was like, well, th- th- I had two options. Don't worry about it. But it was very, it was funny. It was really funny. It was very, very funny. And I think, you know, a, a moment that Jenna probably relishes in where she's yeah. like, yep. She definitely made her stamp. 
She did. Fashion she did. victim. No, 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 no. But so the fashion gets better. People are activated and we're going on a trip too, right? We're going on a trip. Okay. We are going on a trip. Yeah. So you know what happens on trips? Yeah. Disaster. Oh yeah. It is literal disaster. Let me tell you, what? if I could have found a dinghy and rode back to like, and fucking like, you know, what do you say? Road. Yeah. 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 I would have done that. Really? Yeah. It was crazy. You wanted off that, I don't know where, it looks, it looks, it looks <laughs> tropical. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was great. But it was. <laughs> Get me on a dinghy. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm clocked in. I hope you guys are really clocked in as well. Yeah. Watch. Um, I mean, honestly, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's lighthearted. It's fun. And, and, you know. And a little dramatic. A little dramatic. A little spicy. A little tea. Yeah. yeah. A little tea. A little tea. All right. So on this week's Ask Auntie, Brooke Reads Books sent in how to get over someone who love bombed and ghosted. I feel like this is an epidemic in modern dating and relationships. Um, love bombing, if you don't under, don't know, is like when someone just kind of really is effusive and just throws it on thick and, you know, puts you on a pedestal and knocks you down off that pedestal eventually. Um, and I guess they ghosted after doing so where it meaning like you could get flowers every day of the week and you could go out to dinner and hear from them. And they're telling you that they love you after like two dates. And you're just like, Whoa, who is this person? Where did they come from? This is magical. Oh my gosh. And then they're gone. Or they it also can turn into abuse as well, where they could start to knock you down off that pedestal by saying, you know, really crazy things, verbally and emotionally abusing you. So that's, that, there's also that alternative. Um, but I'm really sorry this happened to you, Brooke. I would say at this point, you need to really make a, like a, a put a stake in the ground and let this person have no way of getting in contact with you. I know that they ghosted, but a lot of people who ghost will wait and, you know, they'll sit on the, the, the sidelines until they feel like you're maybe over them and then they come back or you're feeling more confident and they come back. They can kind of read that energy. You make sure you block this person because this person is toxic. No excuses are really worth it. Um, and I think, you should take that time, what you're going through right now, and kind of reflect on where, I mean, not where you played a part at all, of course, but what about this person attracted you to them? Um, and start kind of unpacking that a little bit, I think will also get you to um, to a place of resolution. Also realizing this happens so often to people. So you weren't duped and you're not, you're not like dumb or you're not, you know, you have no standards or something like that. This isn't your fault, I guess, is basically what I'm trying to say. This happens a lot to people. Um, I think ghosting is cowardly. I think that any conversation that you have when you're in a relationship, it can be had. I, I think it, anything can be resolved. Anything can be addressed. Um, and it can be as simple as like, this isn't working for me. I got to go. At least you have some type of resolve. But I've also learned something recently, which I think is really good, is that even if you don't get the conversation, even if you get silence, that's the resolution. You don't really need to like keep picking at it, at, um, which I know is really hard. Definitely pour into yourself right now because you may be feeling like, oh, I'm feeling less than, or you may be second guessing yourself and your decisions about relationships and dating. Take a little break from dating for a little bit. 
you know, feed back into your relationships with your friends and your community and just, I think, learn that it takes a really long time to get to know someone. That's what I have found. So if it feels very immediate right away, that's, and there's a familiarity that you're not totally comfortable with, but it feels very exciting, that may be a reason to take pause because you will continue to get to know someone well into a relationship years later. Um, so if you, this person's already professing things and acting like they know you like that, they don't probably, they don't know you like that. So take your time, pour back into yourself, um, start unpacking, you know, what about this person attracted you to them? And also just ultimately realize this was not your fault. Well, that's it, folks. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you are walking away with plenty of nuggets to sink your teeth into. So much love to our guest, Jessel Tank, and our sponsor, Cash App. Your favorite auntie is produced by Narenda Eid. And our engineering today is provided by WTF Studios. If you enjoy this episode and want to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Auntie and all my shenanigans, you can follow me on Instagram at your favorite Auntie Show and at Marjan underscore Carlos and on TikTok at your favorite Auntie Show. If you want more Auntie Pro tips in between episodes, please subscribe to our Substack newsletter, Notes from Auntie's Desk. Until next time, Auntie sends her love. Mm-hmm.